What is going on, everybody? My name is Don Anthony, and yes, we are back at it again. Here it is, After 30. Great show lined up for y'all today. Of course, we have our uh, three questions that we ask every guest, current events, and then we're going to get into the main topic. I have my brother here today with me. We're doing this show again because it got messed up the first time. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I'm going to let this guy introduce himself. Himself, I'm sorry. And we're going to jump right into it. My brother from another, go ahead and introduce yourself. Man, what's up, everybody? Don, appreciate you for having me, man. My name's Duran. Everybody know me as D. Uh, But yeah, man, I'm ready to get started. That's what's up, brother. How you been? How you feeling? I'm good, man. I'm trying uh, trying to keep pushing, trying to keep hustling. I just finished... Man, actually, I just saw I'm working on the certification, you know. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And these people keep playing with me. We've we seen it online. you like, oh. <laughs> It seemed like every time I finish an exam, it's another exam. I ain't going to oh, do wow. it this way. But, but I'm going to get there. I'm going to get that certification you, and we're going to get the, this money. You're there already, brother. Between yeah. time and space, man, you are already there, man. You're man. making this money. You know, we want to talk a bit about being impactful, man. We want to talk about, <clears throat> well, we want to we wanna really talk about being impactful and what you're doing. With the community For sure Within the community Because being impactful is a community In itself And I like how you really make everyone feel important in their role And what they do with being impactful Because everybody's different mm-hmm. But yet we're all coming together for the same common goal Yeah So let's talk about it a bit, man Yeah, man So uh, being impactful, an organization I started last year um, really just focusing on, you know, black excellence and, and growing the black community. But like as Don said, we are a community in ourselves. So we have a saying within being impactful, we call it the community way. And really that's just the way we connect with each other, the way we spend time together, the way we love on each other. And then we, as we do those things, we also help the community. We also give back. We also provide and become a resource. Um, one of the things I actually just did a, a a, a magazine write up um, yesterday, and it was asking me about like what was what is the uh, what is the the the, the market brand mm-hmm. for for y'all? And right. I was like, it's 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 not it's hard to explain. You have to see it. You have to experience it. You have to come to an event, or you got to hang out with us. But when you see it, it's clear as day. It's like oh yeah, yeah. okay. It's, it's, it, it it's hard really to is. put into words. It's not you know what I'm saying our product. Our, our most important product anyway isn't necessarily something you can take home with you physically it's not the t-shirts it's not an event it's not a pamphlet or anything like that it's really that community vibe that community experience you get um and that's that's just curated out of love um and like you said making sure everyone feels important but it's not a feeling it's because everyone is important mm-hmm. a lot of these things mm-hmm. can't happen without every single chess piece that we have wow i i i dig that and i and and i've been in houston for about five months and, you know, shots out to the book fair as well as the self-care event. But I remember hosting the book fair and, you know, getting to meet everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, it was almost like 
being back in New Orleans with everybody else, but just on a more organized yeah. kind of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like everybody's just kind of vibing, like there was no issues, yeah. no beef, or I don't like her. She don't, you know, it was none of that. It was, it was just like, hey, listen, this is what we have to do. We're having a good time. Like we, you know, talking and. It was a bit more organized, if that makes sense. But it was that same kind of love that, like, we had yeah. in New Orleans, bringing it to Houston with just totally different people. Totally different people. Totally yeah. different people. But so, like, but it's like you said, it's because we had that common goal. You mm-hmm, know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. a, a part of it that I like a lot about it is it's carried out of a love for me, and I, right. and I appreciate everybody coming together for that. But then it's also like we doing something for Black people. We all black. Yeah. We all love Black people. Right. And we all see the value in. Um, and what be impactful is and could potentially be, you know, five, ten years down the line. I dig that. Dig that. So, man, we are going to get into it. Of course, this is after 30, uh, dating after 30. And, you know, here on the show, we do have three questions that we ask every person here on uh, dating after 30. And first question is, brother, mm-hmm. how old are you? I'm 32. 32. 32s okay <laughs> uh second question of course what is your uh profession we kind of got into it with being impactful um you being the founder of being impactful but mm-hmm. you know you know what do you what do you do what do you do for money what do you do you know yeah yeah so uh obviously being impactful being a founder is is a part of what i do but then um how i pay my bills if you will i'm a, a project manager and uh engineering consultant for mm-hmm. a, a a consulting firm out of it. They out of Atlanta, but I work uh, remote in Houston still. Okay, okay. Based out of Atlanta, working in Houston. Mm-hmm. Okay. Last question, my brother. Last question. Is your love transactional or unconditional? Um, I think it depends on the person. Oh, wow, that's a that's a okay <laughs> okay okay. Um, I think. I think for me, I I, uh, I believe in reciprocation heavy. So mm-hmm. I try to, whatever energy you give off to me, because when I think love, I'm not thinking like intimate relationships alone. I'm thinking like holistically. Mm. Right? So I, I think there are certain people that I love unconditionally because I know they love me unconditionally. No matter what I do, <laughs> there are people that put up with my right. Ish, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But then there's some. And people I've met that, these people. Yep, <laughs> you one of them. I don't think I don't think I don't think you're that bad. I mean, you know, I feel like I embarrass myself in front of you. Like remember when I showed you that post? Yeah, yeah. yeah like, I, like I think I embarrassed myself in front of you. And I feel the same way about Pete. And the thing is, but we don't we not judging. That's no. what I'm saying. That's what, it's no. unconditional love. So I'm never gonna, uh, you know, what I'm saying any other way. But there are some people I do I understand that they love me, but it comes with what I have for them in that moment. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I'm okay with mm-hmm. that. And I think it's okay to love people in, in the format that they love you. So mm. I, I love them back in that same space. I dig that, man. That's that's what's up. That is what's up. So, of course, we're going to get into it. This is current <laughs> events. After 30, everybody's been talking about it. It's been all over everything. <laughs> you know, this guy comes out with, the, with a song, you know, um, just speaking on his life at the, the current time, you know, Kevin Gates and Drieger, man. You know, it was told allegedly that, you know, she, you know, he was never home. You know, she, she, I heard this too that he's in LA. She didn't want to be in LA anymore. Mm-hmm. She wanted to be on the farm. So that was yeah. another kind of hindrance of, um, 
her being her better self, as mm-hmm. they say. And, um, you know, just hearing a lot of things. You know, Kevin is, is I think he's subliminally vocal about what he says, if that makes sense. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's just, you know, he's saying it, but you got to kind of catch it like, wait, what are you saying? Like in the song, he was saying like, oh, this is what's going on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But they say they wasn't together for like 11, 12 months, a year, and nobody seen them together. And, you know, a lot of it just due to the topic that we're talking about today that we're going to get into, you know, work life balance. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how do you how do you feel about, you know, oh, OK, she said, you know, he's never home. You know, I want to be on the farm and I want to be in L.A. anymore because I don't want that life. So yeah. how do you how do you feel about that? <coughs> because he is an entertainer. Yeah. I mean, know? so I think specific <coughs> to work life balance. Right. I think it is important to find someone that can mesh with whatever life you choose so i think if you choose an entertainer you know he gonna be on the road you know like that's just part of the game that's his that's his life that's how the man pay the bills Mm -hmm. and i think you just have to respect that and you can't change like you can't expect him if he had entertained in 2008 and he's like this is my life dream and goal and he finally hit big in 2010 2020 he's still probably gonna be on the road and you have to respect that mind um and i think there's a there's a lot of I mean, not just from an entertainment standpoint, but I think a lot of people, women in particular, you know, when you date an athlete or you date, mm-hmm. um, I remember this 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 uh, this girl I used to date. Her dad was like a welder, and he was like this dope welder, and he would travel all over the world. He would be places for literally months yeah. at a time. Yeah, and she. She didn't understand it, but the mom understood it. But the mom spent a lot of time alone. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? And she's like, "Well, I never, you know, I never want to be with a man like that if he's always gone." But it's like that's what your mother signed up for. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it, it's you know I, you know it, they still love each other. You know when he's home, he's probably home, and you know I'm pretty sure like being that kind of welder, he makes a a, a nice chunk of change he's paying for her lifestyle. Right, he's paying for the lifestyle. And what I wanted to say was that. I've seen with just different friends they want the lifestyle mm-hmm. but don't want the person's absence but I'm like you can't get both 100% it's a, it's it's literally until you are set and established right it's impossible to give you that lifestyle oh, but you it, like to to build the ground roots of establishment you won't be hustling, even if that means you home. Like, but you might be home on the phone for buku hours at a time, or you might be in the back working on your next book. Like, whatever it is that's paying your bills. He an artist. He might just be. He might be at the house physically, but he might got a studio in the back, and he spent twelve hours a day in the studio, and you can't come in there. Like, it's just different things that you just have to kind of take in place. I think specifically with Kevin and Drika. And this is one my own personal opinion. Right, talk I about have it. A, we can talk about this. I, I have a, I have a personal love for Drika. She don't know that, but it's <laughs> fine. But I think even if you if you watch Kevin on his social media alone, and you watch Drika on her social media alone, like take out all the details and semantics, they don't even look like they belong together. Like she's become a completely different person. I think they just grew apart. She is very into like holistic yeah. medicines and getting back to the earth. And she's like, um, you know, I remember she said something in a comment. She was like, I, you know, 
like I feel I and LA I felt the the hurt of the earth and I was like oh that's kind of like deep. Yeah. I had to get back to yeah the farm, you know what I'm saying? And, and Kevin, Kevin like, Gates is not a farm. Puss ass <laughs> nigga on dump. Yeah, like, that's not. So, so I, honestly, I think that's what it was. And I don't think, I don't think there's nothing wrong with growing apart from somebody. Like, I think if you evolve in whatever manner and y'all just don't work out, I think that's what it really is. But what I, what I think is weird is when people can't just say that. Like, why, why put blame? Why'd you be like, yo, look, the person that I was when I met Drika, the person Drika was when I met her, we not them people no more. But I think, I think, and I'm gonna say this: hearts don't break even. Yeah, well, that's and true. people will feel a certain way about certain things, but I don't. I think all the time, and I can speak for myself. I don't think you don't. You don't want to be the person on the receiving end of the heart, the heartache. Oh yeah, no, you want the dub. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> you don't want to be the person, the, the the person on the receiving end of the uh, heartache, and you know you don't want to be the person that oh you created a boundary for me. You don't want me to cross it. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So I, I think with that, I think that's something that Kevin's going through. Like she's probably like enough is enough, and, yeah. I, and I'm not doing this anymore. And he's lashing out, right? Which right. is kind of. Typical Kevin Gates. I mean, yeah, of course, <laughs> of course, of course. He's he talking about fighting trainer and everything, yeah, and like the trainer, like, wait, no, the trainer, like, you ain't gonna stop my money, you know. <laughs> and even I even heard that that he unfollowed her, but she still follows him, and that that's that's a that's a different kind of piece, bro. Yeah, she's like, I don't like. She looks like every time I see her on the internet, she looks happy. I call her that a Marion. Mm. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mario was like, un, like he was unfazed by everything. Yeah. Little, yeah. what's his name, little Fizz, little, yeah. he was doing. Yeah, and it's like, man, it, it goes to show you, time is a motherfucker because this dude publicly apologized to you, like while y'all were on tour, because you let him back on the tour. Yeah, and he publicly apologized, like, man, I'm sorry, like. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah, when I mean, you know, but the crazy thing about that though, and because I've been on both sides of this, that level of peace that Drika has, if and not if Kevin definitely don't have it yet, is probably only further irritating. <laughs> it is. I mean, think about it. It is when you don't, when a person don't care what you doing. Yeah, you trying to get their attention, and they like, man, and still got love for you. Yeah. though. it's like, man, listen. Yeah, that, I, 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 I gotta get to that point. I really gotta get to that point. It's a great place to be. I ain't gonna hey man, I got I gotta talk to my therapist. <laughs> I respect it. I gotta talk to my therapist, yeah. man. So we are gonna jump into it, man. You know, topic of the day, uh, work life balance. You know, Duran, I've seen you go through a lot of phases in life, man. I, well, no, <laughs> I, I've seen you. I've I've been knowing you for how long now? About has it been like seven, eight years? Seven, eight it's years. been a while, been man. A yeah. It don't seem like it. So Time the Duran I knew, man. Deron used to be wild when I met Deron. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. Like, uh, I met Deron and we were like pulling up one day and Deron, Deron would get drunk and get lost. Like, he'd be like, where is this dude? <laughs> and, you know, we were, we were both in the same, the same like, you know, I'd be hopping on tables. Yeah, Deron, you know, <laughs> bucking me up. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's like, it's, it's crazy. You know, but then... I moved to Houston and it's a it's a different Duran. You know, it's a it's a more focused 
a more conservative. Now he still has his fun. We didn't have fun last week and they paid for it, you know. But it's it's a bit more focused, um, a bit more determined, a bit I mean you you've you've always I, I you don't consider yourself an extrovert. But I've always seen you as an extrovert, you know, when it mm-hmm. comes down to like, you know, like, what up, I'm outside. Yeah. Um But you know, with being impactful you have that going on. Yeah. You have your job going on. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, and just other things that you have to tend to. You know, how do you date? Um, how do you, how does Durant, because you, you cut uh, us off. At times, like I called around, I have an idea. I called around, boop, that phone. I'm like, God damn, dog, I'm trying to, I'm trying to talk to you. I, I can't text it. Like, let me talk to you. Like, doop. And they called me back, like, yeah, dog, I just, I'm sorry. Like, two hours later, like, yeah, dog, I forgot the idea, nigga. I didn't know. <laughs> Shit. Uh, write it down. That's what I do. But so, yeah, I mean, the answer is honestly sparingly because, um, I mean, I think we all know this, but I, I've definitely learned as I've navigated this new version of my life I guess time is an invaluable resource but it's limited you know what I'm saying and you have to use it intentionally and I think um, I actually just did one of our other homies podcast you know uh, Timmons shout out to Timmons man what's yeah. going on bro he got a, a podcast called Weekly Words and we was talking about like breaks and boundaries and stuff like that and I was like the biggest thing that I've been learning over the last couple months um, with this new transition is like drawing my own boundaries and being like, all right, this is my time to be outside. This is my time to be impactful. This is my time for Nesby. This is my time for my certification program. And then this is my time for just me. Mm-hmm. And then drawing that hard boundary around just me and being like, bro, I'm not answering the phone or I'm not going on a date or I'm not going to Urban Social or I'm mm-hmm. not, like, I'm just not, you know what I'm saying? I'm just going to watch TV or read a book or mm-hmm. go to the gym. You know what I'm saying? Even that, like I've been like trying to get back into the boxing gym. So Tuesdays and Thursdays from seven to nine, I don't do nothing else. I know I'm going to the gym. And I try to hold those hard boundaries to make sure I'm taking care of myself physically, mentally, emotionally. Um, so I mean that's that's kind of a big part of what I've been focusing on. And it's still a learning, learning curve for sure. It's not, you know, a hundred percent successful. I definitely don't hit all my boundaries every time. I definitely uh, don't give myself enough time all the time. And I find it, but I, what I found is that when I don't draw the hard boundary around me and I let other stuff bleed into that, then I, I'm i less productive as a human. Mm. Um, Talk about it. Because you have to, it's like your car, right? Like mm-hmm. if you drive it and they tell you that at, 50,000 miles, you need to go get a checkup. Right. But you're like, mm, I'll right. do that next week. I'll, put, I'll push it 10 more thousand. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'll but push you, it. But you push that thing to 60. You push it to 70. Mm-hmm. You're going to be on the interstate one time that they're going to ride hard. And yeah. you're going to be like, ooh. <laughs> and then you're going to take it and it's going to get fixed. Right. But it might cost you another $300, $400 that you could, if you had took it in when you were supposed to take it in, it, it ain't right. And I, so I, I know that my emotions be... Like, I'd be irritated sometimes. I'd be like, why am I so irritated? And it's because, oh, I only slept like four hours this weekend. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, or like, dang, I haven't been eating right. Like, so it's just different little things. Like, I know when I, like, I, it was one week, um, 
in May. I can't remember when it was. I think it was like right before Memorial Day weekend. I had like I was trying to uh, do more time, do more work, right? Because I was going to Jamaica for one of the homies' bachelor parties, and I wanted to, I wanted to kind of get in front of the work. You know what I'm saying? So like, so I could just go to the weekend and all that. And I put so much extra hours into work and removed or closed off the time for me. Mm-hmm. And then I was like. The following week, I just slept. I didn't do no work. Mm. <laughs> so I, I honestly, mm-hmm. it was counterproductive. So it's right. just like knowing those boundaries. Um, so today, and I, I mean, I, I, I do it, um, but I try to make sure that it falls within the boundaries that I've already set forth for myself. Uh-huh. I don't try to push nothing off. And I, um, I try to make sure it makes sense. I, I, I know I got a couple homies and homegirls, honestly. I got a lot of homegirls. That'll just date for fun, or they date, you know. Go, I'm on them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. hungry. I'm about to go text this girl. I'm gonna text right. this dude to see if he want to get something. I don't do that. I, I, I mean, I'd rather just hang out with y'all. Like, if I'm gonna do that, I'm like, oh, Don, you want to get a drink? Yeah. I'd rather, I'd rather spend my time with intentional with people that are gonna put into me. You know what right. I'm saying? But um, how do you? I guess the question I say, but how do you? How do you know that? Because I'm, a, I'm gonna be honest with you. I've, I've, t- I, I do. I am a serial dater. <laughs> I, I like dating I have a good time If I'm hungry You know <laughs> I will call hungry. a chick And be like Hey I'm sorry chick Young lady I will call a young lady And be like Hey let's get something to eat But it ain't necessarily for you You know It's because yeah. I wanted to go Get something to eat You see what I'm saying I've, 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 I was hungry You know And a lot of times Just transparency I know it's A female That's interested in me And I know she not gonna Order the, the whole menu yeah. You know what I mean We gonna have a good time mm-hmm. But she's, you know, she's considerate of me and my feelings and my pockets. But I guess, how do you, do you ever worry you're going to miss something? Because here's the thing, and just from my experiences, there have been chicks that physically I've been attracted to and be like, oh, you know, like I'm a, we a text, so you know it's not no real mm-hmm. feeling. You can't, you can't grasp how yeah. they feel. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I've been like, oh, okay, like you, you kind of a gym. You know, you go out on that first day, you're like, you, you know, you got a good conversation. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just, I guess, the question I'm asking is, do you ever feel like you'll miss out on like a gym because, like, hey, I'ma take Elena out because that's my homie. You know, or Jody, we gonna get something to drink. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or like, yeah, Don, come with me. You see what I'm saying? Um, I mean, I mean, the answer is definitely inevitably yes, but mm-hmm. it's like uh, that saying, you know, if a tree fall in a forest but nobody's around to hear it, did it actually fall, or did it make a noise? So it's like, mm. if I didn't know I missed it, did I miss it? You know what I'm saying? Like, right, right. so, but I think so. It's, it's interesting though because the first time we did this, I had just got out of a situation. I wouldn't call it a relationship, uh-huh. but I just got out of a situation and. Um, the reason why we stopped dealing with each other was because we was cool, everything, we was having a good time, but she was probably seeing me like once a week. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I, for me, that was like, yeah, you know, that's what we do. Because at the time, and even then, now, I was in so many other things, you know, meetings uh, for the different organizations I'm involved with, including being packed for working. Like, the once a week was like the time I was like, all right, I'm going to give you this time. You know what I'm saying? And then... She was like, I need more. I need more. So mm-hmm. I tried to give her two days, but it was like, it was difficult. So it was like, well, I'll give you an evening because I can't give you a day. You know what I'm saying? So I'll be like, oh, I'll see you Wednesday evening. And that's crazy because 
do we, I guess, you know, and just with everybody with being impactful, I look at everybody individually at being impactful. Mm-hmm. And everybody has so much going on. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's like everybody has so much going on. I think I'm. I think I'm more the the lighter people that don't have as much going on. But it's 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 like how the hell do we date? Because we really in in actually, if I think about it, like last weekend we was always together. You know, together we yeah. still got to work. Yeah. You know, you still got to work out. It's just how <clears throat> do we? Depict like okay, I'm a, I'm gonna give this time and this because for me I'm gonna be honest, it's 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 very hard sometimes for me because I know if I give her this time, I can't do this. Yeah, and I'm I I for me myself I'm trying to do both. I'm trying to yeah configure both. I mean, so I mean the thing <laughs> is that's the thing is that's what you have to be able to discern is is this perfect person worth removing whatever you have so. This one person that I'm talking about, I thought she was worth me minimizing my time for myself. Mm-hmm. So I, instead of it being, you know, whatever, say 10 hours of Duran time a week, it was five hours of Duran time a week and then five hours I would give to her. Just throwing around numbers for context. But for somebody that I was, you know, spending time with and seeing, in my, my opinion, regularly, now they're like, well, you giving me five hours. This is great. I want 20. And now you got to be like, well, look, that's that, that's that hard. Yeah. And that's when I couldn't do it. And I, but I, but I had to be honest with her about that and let her know, like, look, I think you are a dope woman and I don't want to, I don't like, I don't want to be one of them dudes that hold a woman that's great into something that's not for her when she should be out there finding what's for her. Because at the end of the day, if you're looking for something serious for me, I want to keep it a buck with you. And I want you to know what I'm actually capable of bringing to you. Because at the end of the day, you can come to these being back with me. Or like, you know what I'm saying? Something, but it's not going to be your time. And see, the thing is, a lot of times women, they don't see that. Because I, I've been in that situation before where, you know, I'm like, you can come and see what I'm doing. Yeah. Because I've, I've, I've dealt with women on a, and it's a, a lower frequency, like, oh, you cheating, you dealing with some other broad. I'm like, nah, I'm really working. Like, I, I mean, you see my Instagram, but that was from two, three days ago. Like, yeah. I'm really working. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I guess it's, it's, um, Mm, ah, what was I trying to say? I, I love trying to say. It's, it, 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 it's gonna come back, <clears throat> but it's just it's 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 mind blowing sometimes how we women want the time, but then they want the lifestyle. Yeah. And we just talked about it, you know, with, with Kevin and Drika off air, I believe. Like, I can't. And we just using Kevin and Drika as an example, but this yeah. is, we already, we know they real. <laughs> um, but I can't give you both. Yeah. But I think, and what we were saying off camera is, I think Kevin and Drika is the perfect example of what a productive, busy relationship could look like. Right. Because I remember. Um, after he left Dead Game Records and he started BWA, uh-huh. every time he would do an interview, he would always talk about his road manager and he would always point off camera. 
Right. And for the long, it was for a while he wouldn't say no name. He's like, yeah, you know, I'm always my role manager, boom, boom, boom. But I remember one time he was doing a Breakfast Club interview, and he was like, yeah, you know, my role manager, Drika, my wife. And I was like, oh, dang, his role manager is an old lady. That's crazy. Uh-huh. So when I think of what I, I but it's, it's hard, it's hard though, because it's like Drika was there from the beginning, so it's easy for her to, when BWA come together, it's easy for them to do that. Where like now being impactful is this thing and it's already flowing. So if I meet, you know, a woman and she wants to be involved, she's kind of, joining something already created which i don't have a problem with in general but i think it's different but i think that's what in my mind like somebody that sees what i'm doing and it's not only like i want to meet this man or 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 see this man and and understand him but i also want to be in it because at the end of the day i can't or shouldn't anyway i can't let whatever relationships I have and and i mean all intimate friends family derail what's being Built, right? Right. So that's your legacy. Yeah, and it's and but it's but now it's one thing when it was like, you know, I just did this little thing, but now it impacts other people. Like you said, we have a community. So if be impactful dies today, there are at least ten other people that their journeys are being derailed because we've all started to come together and push something forward. So that first of all, it's unfair, right? And I and I can't do that, but it's. It's just not realistic. Like this, I met you. I I had this before. I met Be Impactful before I met you, so to speak. If you you give Be Impactful a persona, I met Be Impactful before I met you. I'm not gonna deny this of the time, energy, and effort it has to build something new with you that may or may not even work. Yeah. So now is the question is okay? Do you give me time for that? The best way to look at that, back to the Kevin Drinker thing, is maybe you spend time in it. And, and maybe, I, you know what I'm saying? And I think what that looks like, maybe I'm dating an entrepreneur herself. We, we throw events for entrepreneurs. Get on a project. I'll do a project with you. Like, I, you know what I'm saying? We can collaborate. And in, in that moment, not only do we get to spend time productively, professionally, business-wise, but then we're going to get to know each other in those efforts. And I think that what I saw Kevin and Drika originally have, I think that is ideally what a busy relationship should look like in mm-hmm. a productive manner. Mm-hmm. But I remember I was looking for this uh, thing. I, I sent it to you when it happened on Instagram. So, you know, we follow that. Is it Conversation Calls or whatever? Oh, yeah, Conversation Calls. <laughs> Shouts out to them. I need to be on that show. Yeah, Don wants to get on there. I want to be on Conversation <laughs> Is it Conversation Calls. Tonight's Conversation Calls. Tonight's Conversation Calls. <laughs> I need to be on that show. <laughs> I hear that y'all are in Houston. I live in Houston. You know, we. I need to really get on that show. Shouts out to the, uh, the, the beautiful uh, voluptuous... <laughs> Uh, young lady, I don't know your name, <laughs> but baby, I want to make everything right with you. <laughs> you, you, you've been hurt, baby. You've been dealing with some guys that just have stirred you the wrong way. You know, we we going I'm gonna get you together, all right? I'm just saying. I hate you. We man. listen. <laughs> me and Deron seen these. Little clips back and forth, and All we speak time. on these clips. It's like, baby, I be like, baby, who hurt you? <laughs> who hurt you? Come to daddy. <laughs> daddy gonna make it all right. <laughs> but yeah, so look, one of the hosts he was talking about if you're too busy for a relationship, don't get in one. If you hustling, if you this, you that, I respect it, but leave these women alone, type stuff or whatever. And this girl, that I kind of I kick it with or whatever. She reposted it, and I was like, "Dang, why he yelling?" And she was and she was like, "He just speaking from the heart." And I was like, "Well, 
honestly, why if I'm hustling, like he say, and I'm going to get this money, why she just can't find something to do while I, I go get the money, right? But the, at the end of the day, man, that doesn't even make any sense. That's like the, the comedian guy. Um, he played in um, The Hot Boys. He played the cop. I forgot his name. Funny Cat. Mm-hmm. But he was like, man, if you don't have like $100,000 or something in the bank, don't go mess up that woman's life. <laughs> but it's like, why I got to have a, a $500,000 in the bank? Oh, yeah. no, it does, I don't think this kind of, the statement made sense. But what she said was like, when I was like, well, well why is he yelling? Because if I'm going to get this money for us, just, you know, go kick it and I'm going to be back. She was like, oh, you one of them. And I was like, I mean, I guess. But then I was like, but what you mean? And she was like, well, she was like, well, I have my own money. So if you're just not going to be around, what do I need you for? And I was like, case in point. <laughs> and I was like, um, I mean, I guess there's other things, but I'm like, like I'm coming back. <laughs> it's like you're like I'm just gonna be gone forever. You know what I'm saying? Like but I just, I, don't know. I, I yeah. So last night, this is this is last night. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we're not gonna get into the long story, but we're gonna get into the short story. So last night, I, I approached this woman. Um, she's physically attractive. And uh, asked for her number. She gives me the Instagram. I was like, man, I don't want the Instagram. So big curve. Yeah, right. So she starts to explain. She starts to explain like the things that she does, whereas it entices me. And she's like, well, what do I need a man for? What do I need you for? And I was, I was saying, cause she, she talked. She first of all, she said that she made like seven figures, and she's been on private jets. And I'm like, well, that's fine. But what you have to understand, sweetheart, is the money that I do make, my boat is still rolling. Yeah. So whether I'm with you or not, I can still add value to your life on a different spectrum other than finance. And another thing, shout out to Jess, because I told Jess this morning, me and Jess were talking this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, Jess that dope. She was like, well... If she making bread like that, she can show you how to get the bread. And that's two seven-figure people in one household. Eating. Eating. But, like, the thing is, it don't even have to be about the money. Because, like, so I'm going to go back to this nice conversation, Carl, because I just watched this video. I think they just posted it right before we got on here. Mm-hmm. You was in the back. Um, and uh, the question was, you know how they be doing the questions. The question was, can a man successfully date a woman that doesn't need him? And one of the dudes responded, the big light-skinned dude, he was like, he's like, so right now, at this point in my life, every woman in my life needs me. My sister, my mama, my baby mama, like everybody, like my mama need grocery money. Like, you know, every, every woman in my life needs me. So he was like, if I met a woman that didn't need me, he, that would be God's peace to me. Mm. He's mm. like, I, if she genuinely just wants me for not, things I cannot physically provide, my presence, that peace, that, 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 yes, that is what I want. So when I think about that and I, and I sit back and I'm like, oh, you talking about, well, if I'm, you know, if I'm not around or what you need me for at this point, at the end of the day, I, I always reflect back into what I already have, right? And I think about all the people that are already in my life. I unfortunately have a lot of friends yeah, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately but fortunately yeah unfortunately but fortunately love y'all to death but like if you but you think about that right like why do i have so many friends i obviously somebody obviously thinks i bring something to the table that they want to spend time with me that they want right. to go out and hang out they want to have right. drinks. so while 
why would I convince you of my value? You know what I'm saying? Like, if somebody can see my value, because I don't give y'all no money. I don't pay nah. y'all to hang out with me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I might buy some drinks, but everybody right. do that. We all buy drinks. Right. We spend way too much money at the bar. I mean, you do have the uh, the smoke at the house. I ain't even gonna lie. <laughs> the smoke do be rocking. The smoke will be rocking. If, if you ain't had none of this dude breakfast before, then nigga, you ain't had breakfast. <laughs> I was in the kitchen like, excuse me. <laughs> this man be sending me recipe. Anyway. <laughs> But no, it's gonna make this. But that, but seriously, like if you think about that, like if we had, if I, if we've already been able to build all these organic relationships off of things that I intangible provide, we just talked about the be impactful experience. Mm-hmm. Like the 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 thing that makes be impactful so special is what happens when you put t- all ten of us in the room, and we put our we put our hearts and our minds together. So then you introduce a stranger to that equation, and she's like, "Well, Deron, he ain't got no money. Oh, bet." And that's all I have for you. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Or like, well, he's not giving me this. He's not giving me that. It's just, it's just, it's hard for me. Again, when you ask me back to my original question about not spending time, it's hard for me to remove myself from what I already have and see value in spending time somewhere else where I have to prove myself. And that's crazy, man. I feel like I, I said a post from a guy uh, shouts out to D1 D1 was on that uh, that post I don't remember the guy I think the guy was from Philadelphia mm. He just had that Philly accent But he was saying how Men Pay for What the first man Did to that woman in their lives First, second, third Everybody right. before and you. you And you're And they want reparation from you I ain't got it, big dog. And and but I but that but I, <laughs> no, you're right. I I've been and and when he said that that spoke so much volume to me because I remember being in a relationship and a woman telling me everything that she's been through before me and she was so afraid because she didn't want me to leave her down that way or she seen certain things and it's like well tell me what you see mm-hmm. so I can unpack it for you yeah you see what I'm saying. And even with that, it was too much because it was like, this is too good to be true. And I need to kind of derail him because he's going to mess up one day. Mm. And that, and and to me, for you to think, for for people to think like, just women, but for people to think like that, man, that's insanity. Yeah, it's wild. That's something wrong with you. I mean, but it's trauma. Like you said, like you said earlier, I got to go talk to my therapist. A lot of people need to, they need to have them conversations. But that's why... That's why the self-care social Shout out to Be Impactful <laughs> Shout out to Be Impactful man With self-care social Was important and every vendor there Every vendor there Because we had therapists We had people that can talk to you About your trauma From wherever they come from I was um, reading this article I forgot where I, I, uh, I founded it But it was talking about A lot of people's current relationship trauma Come for their very first relationship mm. And you know what your very first relationship is? Your parents? Your parents A lot of people trauma Like People, people are out here running scared dating because they don't want to date their daddy, or they don't want to yeah. date their mama. What? And 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 they, you out here paying for 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 James? I'm a, I'm a James pop. Seniors. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a I'm a repo. I'm gonna post that. I'm gonna put that on my story. That is <laughs> that is real. It is, but it's the truth. And I, and I and I think about that with my relationship with my own parents. I'm like, dang. That's true. I do be messing these people over because my, my me and my parents, we ain't always been out of eye. But I but I the first thing I, I started doing was mending that relationship. Right. And right. then you gotta heal from that and then you move forward. That's the same thing for every relationship though. Like if you're still 
Like, mm, that girl from 10th grade, you need to fix that. You need to have that conversation with whomever. And I think it's important that we, we, we heal before we even try to, to move forward. Because I'm going to tell you right now, if you go on a first date with me and we talk about your ex too long... <laughs> It's That's probably the last date. Yeah, it's a problem. <laughs> I, I, but I, I wanna, I wanna tell people, you know, because I recently had a conversation with my ex, and we unpacked. We were, we haven't been together for like years. Like, I, I want to say, damn near a decade, and we unpacked so many things mm-hmm. that we were going through during that time. And it's just a real, it, bro. I didn't even under, I didn't even know I was holding on to things. Yeah, it was in my in my ego. Yeah, and I'm just holding on to it, holding on, bringing it up, bringing it up, bringing it, giving it life. And it's like, man, I I, I released, I, I found out things she thought about me, and it's like, why did you think that? Like, I was doing that because you was doing this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, it's like, man, like I, you know, to the people out there, man. When you are in a place to where you can let things go, man, release that shit. It is let the it go. best feeling in the world. I promise y'all, I felt like I lost physical weight <laughs> when I released that. And that's crazy. Yeah. And I think and I think that's important. Like whatever your your journey uh to the to the next step is, that next chapter. Like I was talking to um one of my homegirls the other day, and I, I was watching. I was up like late night one time, I couldn't sleep. And I used, sometimes I watch like a lot of these videos on YouTube where they had these dudes and they just kind of sit around and they just talk or whatever. And it was one of them. They was talking about like you know that next that next chapter of your life requires a new version of you. Ooh you know man, this dude getting deep, dog. <laughs> but what? Say that one more time, man. That next chapter of your life requires a new version of you. And but to your point. A lot, because a lot of people think about that like in like little things, like oh yeah, I'm gonna go to the gym, I'm gonna read this book this time. No, if you still holding on to something from 15 years ago, if you and your, you and your parents still beefing about something you did in middle school that y'all ain't like, like there are, all of these little things that alter that version of you. Sometimes very very small minute scenarios, that hold you back from moving forward, um, and then. One of the things that I liked about the self-care social is what we don't understand. And so, like, you know, for people listening, we talked about the eight dimensions of wellness and mm-hmm. how they all interact with each other. Financial, uh, uh, professional, um, environmental, social, um, what did I say financial, mental, emotional, like all these other things. If And I, I remember thinking about this after the social and kind of in, in the moment of this video, I was like, I remember there was a time that my emotional and mental was terrible. Um, just dealing with a lot of past stuff that I I, I was unwilling to co- overcome, mm-hmm. and so then I would drink to excess. So my physical was terrible, right? And then as I'm drinking to excess, my physical is terrible. I'm spending a lot of money, and then I would uh, I would do really dumb stuff. You know, I, I got a couple of you know tickets and all these other things. So now my financial is terrible, right? And right. now, so like it, it, it's a domino effect of your overall health circle. So I, I, I encourage people to look at the, the uh, eight dimensions of wellness. Just Google it. There's a lot of different articles on it. But you can see how having a sinkhole in one of those dimensions can spiral into the others. And there was definitely a time where like my main focus and struggle was emotional, but it hit every other dimension um, hard. So I when you 
when we were uh, putting that uh, event together, I actually went and looked at the eight uh, dimensions, and I took a look at myself and was like, yeah, it kind of, you know, like there were there were certain things you would you you'd be like, okay, like my finances is great. But my love life is is hard. Like it starts to pick, yeah. you know, because you start to have you. I have the money, so fuck it. I ain't worried about you. Like people don't understand. Yeah. Like that that that's a problem. Yeah, you yeah. don't. You're not supposed to think like that. Yeah, all like, that's supposed to go together because all of that is your health. And I think you bring up a good point. So I got some homies back in um, from A and T. They got a, a a podcast called Zen Trap, and they just review different books, self help books. Um, podcast, whatever the case may be, and they just dropped one. Me and my homegirl Danielle was talking about the other day, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. called uh, it was Rick Ross book. I forget what it was, but there was a portion in it where they talked about having a self audit, like be the boss of your own life, but conducting a self audit. And I think the eight dimensions of wellness is a perfect framework for that self audit because you can, like you said, sit back and look and be like, all right, which one of these dimensions, if not more than one, am I struggling in, and why, and how's that impacting my health? It's crazy, man. It, I I, I want to bring up so much more, but I can't. <laughs> I, it's just because I, I know people that do very, very well in their job and struggle everywhere else, but struggle <laughs> everywhere else. Been and there. everyone's Been to there blame myself. for everywhere else. And what's crazy, they have friends that don't say anything. That's first of all. That is some crazy shit to me. So I want y'all to know, in my personal opinion, your most invaluable dimension of wellness is your social wellness if your social circle and i don't care what that is if that's your friend group that's your family that's your girlfriend your boyfriend your classmates whatever your whatever you consider your social circle if your social wellness is broken it is almost impossible in my opinion to be truly successful in the other, all other dimensions. I truly, and, and that's what Be Impactful is about. Like when we say the community way, it's because it, like people saw, it takes a village to raise a child. It takes a community to raise a 30 year old. <laughs> like what? We, we still growing, we still learning together. And if you don't have people holding you accountable, pushing you, teaching you, whether it's a mentor or something, like there's gotta be someone around you that is helping you get to that next level of yourself. Two things, I think that we've seen our parents or people whom raised us, grandparents, mm-hmm. I think we've seen them broken oh, and sure. it's just the norm. Yeah. And we go in life and, you know, we like, well, my mom did it. My dad was an alcoholic and went to work every day. Functioning. You know what I'm saying? He's functioning real. alcoholic. Yep. You know, so shit, if I drink this, then. I shit, I could do it. You know, I like to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. But it's it's it does a does a dis this a dysfunction there. Yeah, that's not supposed to be. I agree. And I think we 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 saw that, and we just we seen our parents put the band aid on that, and we like oh the band aid supposed to be there. The band aid been there. I mm-hmm. could put the band aid on. I shit, I put two band aids on, yeah. and keep it moving. You know, I'm better than my dad because I got two band aids on. Like I'm, I'm an alcoholic, <laughs> and I, you know, I just have sex with random women all the time. Like yeah. it's just I'm doing both. <coughs> so it's 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 one of those things, man. It it you know, 
I don't know how we're going to heal from it. I don't think that I'm going to be honest. I don't I don't think I think a large majority of us. And when I say us, I, I think my, I'm, I'm talking about my black people. <clears throat> we don't want to. Well, so I think there's a group of us. I think I saw this on like a meme or something that don't want to because it's, it was something like uh, if you don't like people like to play the victim because it, it always gives them a story to tell. But then I think there's also a part to your point where it's not even a considered a band-aid, right? If that is what we've seen as a viable solution. Like, so I remember one time, I don't remember when this was, but I just, you know, I'd be put, you know, I take like notes all the time. So I got mm-hmm. a note in my phone, I was mm-hmm. and I was kind of talking to myself, if you will. And I remembered that for a long time, people asked me how I was doing, I would be like, I'm okay. And they would be like, why just okay? And I'd be like, no, I'm just okay. And because and I thought about it and I had wrote it down. And it was basically because in my mind I was like, I know I can be better, but this is what I'm used to. Mm-hmm. So I'm good. Like I'm good, right? That's it. I'm I'm content, I guess. In it, and I and I think that because that was my baseline. Mm-hmm. Like life could be worse. Could be way better, but it could be worse, and it's not. You know what I'm saying? I'm alive. I'm here. You know what I'm saying? I got a good job. Boom. So I think my baseline was good. And I think the problem is we're raised with such a low baseline that it doesn't feel bad. It's funny that you bring this up. I remember years ago, I don't even know if you remember this conversation, but we had was a conversation. Huh? Was I drinking? Uh, yeah, we were. We were. We were. <laughs> but it was, it, was, it was one of those serious, intense conversations. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we took it as serious. But I still think about this conversation. And this it, was in New Orleans. Yes, and okay. it, and it hatched back. It was, it was. Uh, we were talking, and we were just talking about like, yeah, you know, like I'm, you know, because it was, it was on a, it was on a, the strength of my mother, mm-hmm. and it was like, you know, like how you, how you deal with that, like, ooh, ooh. and that's like, I don't know, like all I know is to be okay. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? It's just. Even at that time, like people more so checked on my brother because he was the one that spazzed out. Yeah, he want to go like, like fight people, and they're like, "Well, Don's cool, like he's quiet." It's I'm like, but in time, in, in my head, like I'm checking out. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And it's like I gotta make sure my brother's straight. Is you know, and even like with my dad, my mommy say, you, "You, oh, you're your dad's son," you know. But it was. I guess I don't. I, I. It's crazy because I guess my dad taught me that, but not really. Sometimes you just learn through uh, seeing. Yeah, it's just like my dad. You know, like, and my dad's like, "Well, why don't you talk to me?" I'm like, oh, "I'm okay." You know. Yeah. But I see him do the same thing. Like, oh, I'm okay. And it's just you blow up. So I guess it, 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 for me, through therapy, I'm learning to be like, I'm not okay. Yeah. Because I tell y'all I'm okay and I'm quiet, but then when I blow up, everybody's like. What did what happened? <laughs> Where did this come from? He's really crazy. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to pick up the table and throw it at me. And that's when they be like, Duran, get down. <laughs> You'll be like, it's like, what is he doing? So it's it, it's just for me, I'm no, learning right. steps. Like, cause I caught myself and I'm shots out to my therapist, man. I didn't know I was that crazy. But I even <laughs> I even learning at work because it's just like certain things I don't know and my manager would be like, Okay, like like what's going on? It's like I'm okay, but it's like no, like tell him what's going on. Yeah, and I have to, especially in the 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 
the position that I'm in because folks would like to talk to you crazy because they used to talking to people crazy. Yeah. And they don't even know they doing it. Because it's their norm. They, they, it's the norm for them. And they're yeah. like, well, how did I talk to you? you like, like this. Like, what if I told you the same thing? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Got to reset their baseline. And, we're, and I think for me, just from my environment and where I, I grew up, we're just so used to being violent. Yep. <laughs> and... You know, we don't we don't know articulating our feelings. We know like he said some crazy shit, they did some crazy shit, we about to do some fuck shit. Like yeah. it you we got we weren't dumb. And it's it, it was for me, it was so hard moving from that shit, seeing that shit, and then going into corporate America, because you even seen that in college. Like yeah, we all yeah. from different neighborhoods of different parts of the country, but how we maneuver is the same. Yeah. So it's like you get in corporate America, especially because I was at ABCU. So exactly. <laughs> so you get into corporate America, and and John from wherever he from Hollywood, California. I mean Hollywood, Florida. Yeah. He says some off the wall shit. You like I gotta fuck him up because yeah. that's what I my mother told you know your, yeah. your your mother tell you that your dad you like you don't you even in school like I remember being in school and like. The teacher being like, "Oh no, you need to whoop his ass!" <laughs> like, but it's just, it's just like you know, yeah. that's that's what it was. You know, it, 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 so you that's all you ever know. Yeah, I struggled with that for a long time because, <clears throat> like you said, like I, I understand that you're being aggressive. So my initial thought is, aggression meets aggression. But then I'm like, mm, that's gonna get me fired. So right. then I would just say nothing, and but that ends up and getting run over. And after a while, you get run over too many times. You gonna stand up. You yeah. But I think that's what I struggle with that a lot. I think we even talked about that. I wanted to be impactful with me. Is that we were talking about something. I think with one of our vendors or something. And I was like, I don't I don't know how to do a middle ground. I don't know how to be like what what the girls call nice nasty. I'm either nice or I'm nasty. Women <laughs> women are. I'm a, I'm gonna be honest. In a, in a corporate setting, and I could be wrong. But I know for me being in a corporate setting, especially working in high level sales for as long as I have, uh-huh. they're scared of your aggression. Oh yeah, white people don't like aggressive black people. And when you're aggressive, and that was very hard for me because I either was all the way hot or I was cold. Same. Cause you can't. Cause it's difficult. Like you said, if you grew up in an environment where like violence and, and stuff like that is ne- is like I won't say necessary, but it's almost just it's just the norm. It's different to play the middle ground. So I think for me, it's it's best for me to just be like, you got it, big dog. Or yeah. I'm gonna be like, man, right? You know what I'm saying? So right. I was like, all right, cool. And I, and I think I I, I really really want to dive into that as well because I struggle for so long and I'm just getting it now. I don't. I still don't have it. I, I mean, even my therapist has helped me because I've, I've said it, you know, I've, I've talked to her about it. But even with my manager, like one day he got real short with me. And to be honest, I didn't even do it on the teams. I let him have his way. Yeah. But I called him on the phone, on his personal phone. It was like, listen, you talk to me in a manner which I didn't appreciate. Yeah, that's and fun. I said, if I was to use that same verbiage on you in that in that volume, you wouldn't like that. And he was like, well, how did I talk to you? And I told him calmly. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I'm sorry. He's like, I, I didn't know. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, no, this is not how you speak to another man. 
Yeah. And I think sometimes, I think there's benevolent people that just sometimes <laughs> they just get in their feelings and they don't know. But I've definitely encountered some people that I had to raise my voice at at work. And they was like, oh. And I was like, yeah, I don't. Mm-hmm. That that there that you doing? I don't do that. And I think I, I think too as black black men, especially when you when you making a certain amount of money, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And you you because you know right now I ain't I ain't doing I ain't doing too bad. <laughs> um, you know they look at you and you you start to you know like hey don't don't do this don't talk to me like this. They you, they, you you're a target. Of course, you know, and they like, well, we paying you this kind of money. This company's paying you because you know white people always come in the room with entitlement. Yeah, and don't start to outshine them. Oh my God, it's it's over. Yeah, it is over. Yeah, no, you can't. They like, how is he doing this? Because you know, like what? what, So yeah, don't. mm -mm. Yeah. But you know, we about to wrap this up, man. I want to thank you, brother. Deron for coming for today, me. man. I appreciate you, man. Shouts out to being impactful. Um, everything that you're doing, brother, I myself appreciate it. You know, even coming in February when I moved here, you know, I was homeless. Stop you know, I, I really was. I, I slept <laughs> on this dude's couch. You know, I, I had, to, I had, to, I, I really, you know, shouts out, you know, to to Deron helping me. You know, man, I appreciate you. Um, this is after thirty. Um, thank y'all very, very much for tuning in. Anything you want to say, Deron? Any upcoming events before we get out of here? Nah, man. We in the lab right now. Um, we gonna have some more events. Just follow us um, on Instagram underscore b e i m p a c t f u l. Um, if you want to follow me on my personal page, Geechee the Year, I post there too for being impactful stuff. But um, I appreciate you, Don, for having me, man. Check no us pride, out, man. No problem. We gonna be in the community as always. We just gonna keep hustling for Black people, man. That's what's up. After 30, we out of here.